And Jonah is known, as uh, Danielle was saying earlier, for the story of, of Jonah getting swallowed by a sea creature, well, fish. But today we're going to talk about Nineveh, the city that Jonah was sent to. The Ninevites and the Assyrians as a whole were just very, very, very brutal people. They had a reputation. And we went there. We don't have video of it, but we sort of have the pictures on the wall. And that is just the part of what we know for sure of what happened. Here's a little map. I just put a mount up there, up there for Israel was taken captive by Assyria a number of times. People from Israel. Judah was taken captive from Israel uh, a number of times. And I want you to see that because you've got to understand they had a lot of interaction with the Assyrians. They were coming and they had battles and wars and they would, uh, Assyria would, would win some and then take some off and, and God would protect them sometimes. But this brutality that Assyria and the Ninevites would display upon their captives and upon the people that they would beat in war, the people of Israel was well aware of it. They saw it over and over again. So it wasn't like Jonah was just a, a heartless, ruthless person uh, who didn't have any compassion for anybody. He knew what the Assyrians and Nineveh were about. He had experienced, he had heard stories about it. And you can sort of understand a little bit of his bitterness towards them. And just in case you can't, let me see if I can stir up a little bitterness. At least I'll share a little bit of uh, groups of people that I have a little bitterness for. And actually that we have uh, talked about. These are the, the sisters of perpetual indulgence. You remember these guys that call themselves girls? Uh, remember they dress up as nuns and they're very blasphemous against the Christian religion and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I don't know any of those people. But it makes me angry. Never talked to them. But I can say, probably don't like them. Got some little bitterness towards them. Then here is some uh, transgender Satanist pro-abortionists that are protesting. Can you read the sign there? If Mary had had an abortion, we wouldn't be in this mess. Cross-dressing there. You see, it gets you angry a little bit. And then there's things like this where I just put LGBT or adopting children. These are some of the new stories. Uh, adopting children, then abusing them. Same-sex uh, Georgia couple charged with abusing adopted sons. And if you ever read that story, it, it might make you actually vomit as far as what happened there. Then you also have a woke white lesbian couple that secretly abused their six adopted uh, black children. I don't know them. Don't want to. We've seen this in the news probably far too often. This was in Libya. Never watched the video, but I'm pretty sure you can. You can watch it. They took Christians out on the beach and cut their heads off. And it was because they were Christian. And it's happened numerous times. Here's Ethiopia. Again, I've never met any of those. But you know what? Don't like them. 
And maybe that feeling that you're feeling inside right now, where you feel like, oh, I can't wait till God judges these people. They deserve God's judgment. That's how Jonah felt. And after he preached and they repented and he went and and was watched in the city, I think he was probably hoping that God would still destroy him. He had that much anger and hatred for these people. And almost, you can almost say it was justified because of all the mean, brutal things that they had done to his people. But that's us in the flesh. And we've got to be careful because we're living in a day and age where just like some of those pictures I showed you earlier, we can find these people everywhere. And we can be very quick to hate them and want the judgment of God on them. But what did God tell Jonah to do? He didn't say pull up a chair and watch what I'm going to do to them, Jonah. You're going to like this. He didn't say that. He said, go preach to them. Did God say that they were going to repent? He didn't. But he said, they deserve to hear the message. They get to make a choice. Jonah, just like you made your choice, just like we make our choices, they get to make a choice of whether to repent and turn to God. But they need to hear the message of God. And God could have, he's talked through a number of different things, a burning bush, a donkey. He could have sent something else. Maybe he could have sent the whale. Or a great fish in total. But God uses his people to send his message. What we need to understand of what is God's message? It's a message of compassion. It's a message of love, of mercy. It's a message of grace. When we think about it and think that they, these people deserve the judgment of God, who else deserves the judgment of God? You do. That was kind of funny. You deserve the judgment of God. But guess what? I do too. And sometimes we forget how far we've come in our lives. How dark and and bitter and ugly and how much full of hate and disdain, maybe even for God and for other people, our heart was in the past. Maybe we forgot of, of what we looked like if we were to go back and look in a spiritual mirror and see what we may look like from the perspective of a holy God. We all deserve God's judgment just by the mercy and grace of God and by Jesus Christ that we're able to escape it. But we've got to understand, if we're able to escape it by not anything that we do, we just run to Jesus. He's done the work for us. But if we deserve or we get the mercy and grace of God, everybody can get the mercy and grace of God. Ask the question, who does God love? 
Who does God want to have in heaven? I don't know if you can see all the pictures. Maybe we can go through them a little bit. Down here, the sisters of perpetual indulgence. God loves those men. He loves them. In fact, He loves them so much that He sent Jesus Christ to die for them. And just like us, they deserve to hear that message. You don't have to like what they do. You don't have to support their actions. You can criticize their actions. You can even criticize them for some of their behavior. But you need to understand, God loves them. And He wants His people to tell them that He loves them and that they need to repent of their sins. One thing Christians are getting a little sideways on today is they sort of have that attitude, okay, God loves these men, and then they will go hug them and say, and God accepts you. No, that's not how it goes. There's a little step you're missing there, the repentance step. You must repent and surrender to Jesus Christ. But the sisters of perpetual indulgence, God loves them and they deserve to hear that message that God loves them and that they need to repent. I have to look up my notes because I can't remember the transgender Satanist pro-abortionists. It's a long title. Is that, uh, I think it's a man there dressed as a lady, a man dressed as a lady there. Did you get that title again? Transgender Satanist pro-abortionists. God loves this man. God loves this man. And he desires, not only does he love them, but he desires for them to be in heaven with him one day. But they have to make a choice, and they have to turn to him. But how will they know if they're not told? God loves these men, and he wants them in heaven with him. Doesn't approve their actions. I'm sure if it makes us upset and makes our stomachs turn and, and gets us angry, I'm sure it's even more intense for a holy God. But our God is a God of love, grace, and mercy. The couples that abuse the children. God loves that couple in Georgia. He loves them. Even if you read the article and it just, uh, just totally turned your stomach and you can't believe that somebody could do what this, this particular couple from Georgia did, they're still alive and God still loves them. And God wants them to hear uh, the message that He loves them and that they need to repent of their sins and there's a, a, a Savior that can give them hope and joy and peace, and that can forgive them of their sins. God loves a Georgia couple. God loves this white lesbian couple. Doesn't matter what they did, God will forgive them of their sins. Yeah, but that was pretty bad. That was the children. God can forgive them of their sins by the blood of Jesus Christ. I don't know what you've done, if you've ever done anything close to what these people have done, but it doesn't matter. God forgives you. 
he forgives me, he will forgive others as well. The power of the, the blood of Jesus Christ is strong and very, very powerful. Then Isis. Try to zoom in and, and cut them out a little bit. I'm thinking this is probably a, a male individual. God loves this man. That's hard for me to comprehend. God loves that man even after he's at least cut off the head of one Christian. Probably more. And the reason why he cut his head off is because he was a Christian. Oh, would God forgive that? Read the Bible. God forgave Saul. Called Paul in the New Testament. I don't know if he actually killed anybody, but he was responsible for people getting killed. He gave the order. God loves that ISIS member, and God loves that ISIS member. You can understand how Jonah was angry and how There's some people in the world that you think deserve the judgment of God. What does the Bible say about judgment? God tells us that judgment is His. We don't have to worry about that. We don't have the right or the authority to issue judgment on people's eternity. That's only God. But God has given us the responsibility of spreading His word of truth. That's our job. That's our responsibility. We don't have to like what these people do, and we should stand up against it, and we should fight against it, but the people themselves, we are to love. Not only love them, but share the message of Jesus Christ with them. We look at these people and we think, well, they're too far gone. There's some people in this room that some people have thought that about us. Well, they're just too far gone. They'll never come to God. I've thought that about some people before. One of them was even one of my family members. My oldest brother. My only brother. Wild individual. Stooped in drugs and alcohol and, and so in such a dark, deep place. I didn't think there was any recovery I'd try to talk to him. He wouldn't listen to me. Other people tried to talk to him. wouldn't listen to anybody. So I just talked to God about it. And our God is in the business of changing people. He changed me. He probably has changed many of you. But he can change anybody. Understand our responsibility is that the time in the world is getting crazy and things are getting... Very interesting. One thing that Christian must not do is have hate and bitterness. You've got to understand, and this is why I worded it like that, God not only loves everybody, but He wants everybody in heaven with Him. That doesn't mean everybody's going to get there. In fact, the Bible tells us that most will not. But they at least deserve to hear the message. And it is our responsibility to deliver that message. There's a song I came across this week on, on Nineveh. 
And I'm going to play it. I want you to reflect on it. This is our reflection song. I want you to think a little bit on, on what God did with Nineveh. The mercy and grace that He bestowed upon these brutal people. And I also want you to think about, as you see through the words of this song, how God has, uh, gave Nineveh grace and mercy, how He continues today to give us grace and mercy. I think before we can spread the message of, of hope and grace and mercy, we need to grasp it ourselves and understand it. I pray that God would, will help you reflect during this song and help you grasp that a little bit.